This is You Can Teach English Online. You Can Teach English Online. And you know what? You can. There are people all over the globe who want to learn English, and you can make the leap to be able to teach them. Antoine Cognar will tell you everything you need to know to start teaching English online. What to know before starting. How to find the best companies that are hiring right now. What the difference is between teaching online and in a classroom. And so much more. This is You Can Teach English Online. You Can Teach English Online. And this is Antoine Cognar. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Antoine, and welcome to the You Can Teach English Online podcast.、Um, my name is Antoine, like I said, and I'm your host. And I'm happy to have you with me here today for the podcast. So, what I'm going to be talking about today is part two of how to choose a reputable TESOL course. So, a lot of you guys are wondering about how to choose the best、uh, TESOL course so that you can get certified to teach English. And I'm going to kind of dive into a few other areas、uh, today. I'm going to talk about the length of the course,、uh, the practical experience part,、um, the staff, the tutorial. Uh, staff and also premises and resources, and I'll also get into five factors that make a good、uh, TESOL course. So, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I talk about everything that's related to teaching English online, and this podcast、uh, also goes along with my blog, which you can check out at teachenglishonline.co. And there I have plenty of different articles and resources that you can read and learn about what it takes to get started teaching English online and how to succeed. Also, if you're new, go ahead and download my、uh, free guide. It's teachenglishonlinesecrets.com. And there you can find out the top five、uh, best paying online English teaching companies、uh, that, are, that are hiring right now. So you can check that out at teachenglishonlinesecrets.com. And I also want to tell you about my free training. It's、uh, basically a training that I put together、uh, that teaches you the secrets、uh, that you need to know、uh, to get started teaching English online, to find a job. And also to succeed once you've been hired. So,、uh, to check that out, you can go to、uh, teachenglishonline.co forward slash masterclass. So, again, that's teachenglishonline.co forward slash masterclass. And that's a free training that you can register for.、Uh, and I think that you'll re- really enjoy it. So, anyways, welcome to the podcast.、Uh, let's go ahead and get into the, the information today.、Um, so, one question that a lot of people wonder about is how long a TESOL course should be. And it's a good question because when you start looking at all the different options out there, you start to see that、uh, there are courses that are 60 hours, 80 hours, 100 hours, 120 hours, 200 hours. And it's hard to know which course you should take, what's the best time. So now, what it is is that a lot of the companies、uh, they state as the minimum、uh, basically that they're looking for is 120 training hours.、Uh, so, this is a good kind of、uh, amount to look for, like as a minimum. If you have 120 hours in your course,、uh, that's good.、Uh, and of course, you can have more than that. And you also want to think about how long it would take you to complete this course. So, A lot of us, we have busy lives.、Uh, we have、uh, day jobs. We, m- we might have families. We have、uh, hobbies and different things that we do. So, we're not just going to sit down for 40 hours a week and most likely、uh, just take this course, right? Or we're not going to knock it out in a couple weeks, at least most of us. So, if you think about it this way,、um, I mean, if you had a lot of time, if you had a lot of free time, like 
probably this isn't even most people, but if you had like six hours a day, uh, you know, you can do like four intense weeks. Um, and then that would be like 30 hours a week. And then you can complete a 120 hour course, but that's not really most of us. Uh, most of us could probably spend maybe two, three hours uh, a day. Uh, if we're taking one of these courses that we can do at our own pace. So if you think about it that way, uh, you know, say you just do it during the week. So you spend about three hours a day, uh, five days a week. So you have about 15 hours. Um, so that gives you about 60 hours for the month in the course. So it'd take you about two months and maybe a little bit more if you want to think about uh, doing your homework and all these different things that are involved in the course. Uh, so about two months roughly to finish your course, and then you can start um, moving on to the next step. So it's good to think about that when you're looking at your time frame, when you're looking at uh, how much time will need to go by for you to accomplish your goals. Um, and also keep in mind that a lot of these courses, they give you a certain amount of time. So they're not going to say, okay, you have to finish this in two weeks. <laughs> there are, a lot of them will give you like a year to finish the course uh, once you sign up. So uh, they'll give you plenty of time so you don't have to stress. You can just go through it at your own pace. That's the advantage of doing these courses online um, so that you can go really just kind of go through it um, at a level or at a speed that you feel comfortable with. So what I want to talk about next is the practical experience. So this is uh, also known as practicum. Um, and this is something that should be included uh, in your TESOL course uh, when you're looking for one. Um, so it, it's not the same because, for example, when you're taking a TESOL course physically, uh, you, can, you obviously can be there in person, you could practice. Um, but when you're taking it online, uh, what can happen is that you could, uh, the practicum uh, or the practical experience part of the course can be made up of you like writing reports of lessons, like live lessons that you're, you're watching, you're able to observe, um, and different like evaluations and, and uh, class textbooks and other types of things like that. Um, and you can also actually work with different learners through like the teaching assistant um, that can kind of pair you up in that way because you are doing it online. So there's, there's a few different things that you can do, but you should try to look for a TESOL course that does offer a practicum or a practical experience component uh, because that will benefit you uh, when you start applying for companies. The uh, next thing I want to talk about is the actual staff. So these are the people that are actually uh, helping you to um, kind of you know, like administering the course. Um, so you want to look for people, uh, these tutors, uh, you want to see if they can have like an, a university education, a lot of years of teaching experience, um, and also experience in teacher training, because these are the ones that are going to be training you uh, to prepare you for teaching English uh, in the future. Uh, there also should be a coordinating tutor, uh, so someone that's kind of like overseeing um, the other tutors. And you should have like uh, open hours <clears throat> where the tutors are available at certain times um, that you should and you should know about that. So uh, that is also something you want to look for. And you also want to be able to have a means to leave feedback um, or actually the tutors should be able to leave feedback on your assignments uh, and your worksheets and, and everything that you submit so you can know uh, if you're moving in the right direction or not. So uh, ideally a ratio is one tutor to one teacher. So th this would be like if you were the teacher, you would have one tutor. Uh, assigned to you. That way you can get personalized attention. Um, so that's something to also look for. That's ideal. Um, but sometimes tutors have uh, maybe a few more teachers, maybe two or three teachers that are assigned to them. So something to keep in mind as well when you're looking for uh, TESOL courses. <clears throat> um, you also want to make sure that your program, your TESOL program has 
uh, basically like a way for you to store and send your work uh, that you that you do, um, like an email uh, that you can submit your work to, um, and also a way for you to receive your grades. So it's very important for you to have that two-way communication, and for you to be able to kind of reach out to uh, to the TESOL program coordinators and the tutors and all these different ones easily. Uh, it's just in case anything. Uh, you know, you, ha you need any answers to any questions. Uh, so now I want to talk about five factors that are in a good TESOL course. So this is a little bit of a, of a review from our last podcast and also this one. Um, so these are five things to keep in mind so that you can choose the best course for you. So um, preferably we want you to have uh, 120 hours because most accredited courses are between like 120 to 150 hours. Um, and then that also includes scheduled time, uh, studying time. Uh, so you want to have about 120 hours minimum or more. Uh, you want to have a good balance. Number two, you want to have a good balance between information and theory. Uh, so as we discussed in the previous uh, episode, you want to have English grammar, you want to have phonology, you want to have uh, exposure to different learning styles, um, uh, teaching techniques, and also a practical component. Um, with the practicum component number three, a uh, minimum of six hours, which includes observation of real learners and teachers, and uh, evaluations of textbooks and other materials, or you can also work uh, with classes of real learners uh, that are observed and commented on by your tutor. Uh, number four, your tutor should be qualified, or all the tutors should be qualified and experienced, um, and then also having a high level or a good standard of management. Uh, number five, uh, premises and resources are of an acceptable standard and sufficient. So just some different things that you can look for uh, as you're looking at your course and um, basically ways to see, uh, you know, if this course is something of quality and something that you want to you want to move forward with. So hopefully this is something that helps you as you're looking for, uh, you know, your TESOL course, because this is something that's going to help you to get uh, a position quicker. Uh, because nowadays more and more people are requiring this because, uh, well, there's more and more competition and the standards are increasing. And you might be, you know, you might be kind of like on the fence with uh, a different course that you might be looking at, but just kind of listen to this episode, listen to the last episode, check out my blog, uh, check out the post, which is uh, entitled Getting Your TESOL, TEFL Certification, The Ultimate Guide. I think that'll really help you out as you're moving forward and looking for something um, to make the right decision. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day, and that's it for me. All right, take care. Bye. You've been listening to You Can Teach English Online, online with Antoine Cognar. Teaching English online is exciting and rewarding, and we hope you got useful information from this podcast. If there's something you'd like to be discussed on the next show, or to reach out, send us an email at hello at teachenglishonline.co. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on You Can Teach English Online. <laughs>